Hi, this is Carol McCutcheon, and you're watching Past Turned Up here on Facebook Live. Today we are joined by Joe, and we'll be listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is show number 12, and we are going live. This is Carol McCutcheon with Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 33 with our podcast series and show number 12 with Help Desk with Joe. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, welcome to our podcast this week, and with me as always is Joe. He's the Joe and the Help Desk with Joe. So welcome, Joe. Thanks for having me, Dave. Glad to be back. And we're still, still remote, you know, yes, but. still doing a remote deal, uh, which is kills me. And I know I mention this every time, but I never really realize how hard it is not having you here sitting beside me in a studio. But I really appreciate you working out how to do this remotely. Yeah, I think you and I are the, the tag team that works well together better in person. We, I, I just feel that we usually feed off better each, uh, for whatever reason, whatever we can actually see each other and react better in person. Yeah, well, and it is a, a good news story in that aspect that you uh, took the initiative to figure out how to do this remotely and walk us through the steps. So just being able to do this show, I look forward to it every week. And I'm sure there are folks out there that listen to these every week that are, are appreciative of all your efforts as well to make this happen, even though we're doing social distancing and uh, eliminating people from coming in our building here where the podcast studio is. So awesome stuff, and, uh, and that helps keep these shows rolling, which is we're very grateful for. Yeah, and tip of the hat to you guys. I mean, I see every day, well, I've seen, you know, just this morning, you guys are keeping the content flowing for <clears> – <throat> Uh, parents and students give the parents a little break and keep the students engaged while uh, staying home. So hats off to you guys for keeping that going. Well, that's a, you know, having the content available and being able to deliver all that is, uh, as you know, and you've been part of Patch Instructors and so forth as well for many, many years. Uh, that's part of what we do here in the community as a community hub, so it makes it really nice. But uh, enough of that. Let's uh, let's get on to Help Desk with Joe, where you work really hard to help people out with the technological issues they may have or their technical issues and to help out the common consumer along with businesses. And um, a part of your show this week, why don't you give us the, uh, the rundown on what we're going to talk about this week? All right. So as far as news stories go, we're going to discuss uh – if you have a Sony PlayStation 4, we've got some free games coming to you. Ooh, I just saw uh, Kale's eyes light up. <laughs> Google is uh, making some modifications to their Nest cameras due to everybody using the Internet. If you have an Android watch that runs Wear OS, you're going to be reminded to wash your hands. Nice. And then our tip of the week is uh, have to pay uh, mobile paying options yep. and why you should use those. And we talked about that a little bit last week, uh, and you actually had uh, Kale run a test run on how to pay for gas at the pump, not using the card and touching the stuff. So that huge tips there, so more on that. That's awesome. This is a good lineup, Joe. I'm excited. Um, you know, All right. And what I really like is the idea behind um, making sure that everything is positive. This is all positive stuff, so good stuff. All right. Well, let's start off with Help Desk with Joe, uh, item number one, or news story number one, and let's let's get into these Sony PlayStation 4 games, because I know it's killing Kale over here. He's just dying to see what games he's going to have for free to play here soon. I know, free stuff. All right. <laughs> he's all about the free stuff. Now that you turn him towards the pay at the pump and he's redeeming points, 
that's what we were talking about before the show started. I don't even know that he knows what he's redeeming points for, but he's excited about it. There you go. See, I, I'm starting to get back in Kale's good grace. <laughs> Keep the producer happy. It's all good. Yeah, I'm still trying to recover from the whole uh, hot spot conundrum that he still has to do his homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, PlayStation 4, what are they sending out for these Yahoos? Okay, so Sony announced uh, yesterday that starting tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, they're going to make all PlayStation, it's going to be available for all PlayStation 4 owners. So literally all you have to have is a PlayStation 4 that connects to the Internet and then probably a PlayStation Network login. You don't have to have the paid PlayStation subscription or anything like that. They are going to offer... Uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, which is rated P for Teen, and then the game Journey, which is rated E for Everyone, for free, absolutely free. There's no, there's no gotchas, no gimmicks, no, no uh, hidden fees or anything. Huh. Well, Kale, um, are you familiar with those two games? Um, I've never heard of Journey, but Trevor said Uncharted's good. Okay, so Trevor, one of our other employees that work for us, one of the students. Uh, is Trevor, so he'll be happy to hear his name mentioned. Be excited about that. But uh, so he's mentioned that to you before. He, I, I assume, as in he plays it and likes it. Yeah, he played Uncharted whenever he had his PS4, and he told me to play it. Okay, all right. Have you looked at it at all, or are you just? Nah, I haven't. You're pretty. I think from what I've noticed, you playing games, you just play the same games over and over again. So this will be a good opportunity for you to branch out. Then maybe. Yeah, and it's good that you don't need PlayStation Plus. Because okay. if you don't want to pay for it and have the exclusive deals, then you can just play those free games. Nice. Okay. So that's two good options for the Yahoo's stuck at home that are spending probably more time than they need on video games. But it is nice of Sony to roll that out. Has uh, Joe, on your end, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm excited because with Sony making this announcement, I'm anxious to see how Microsoft and Nintendo respond to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. Now that's that's what I like about you, Joe. Having that technological background, your immediate thought goes to the um, like I was thinking the consumer side because I have a teenager here that plays video games. Uh, you're immediately looking at the economic impact and how that'll affect other manufacturers. That's a fantastic point. Continue on with that. That's great. Yeah, so I'm anxious to see you know since Sony's saying, "Hey, here's two free games." I'm wondering how Microsoft and Nintendo because I mean at this point. Everybody's trying to help out the best they can. Yeah. And so I'm anxious to see how the other two companies are going to respond with this. And we actually uh, got a Nintendo Switch here recently. So since, since we actually have a console that's able to be in the fight here, I'm anxious to see what <laughs> Nintendo is going to respond just personally. Right. Now, well, speaking of that, since you have the Nintendo Switch, does it make you... Um do you have any emotion either way about PlayStation rolling these out? Or are you like, shoot, I wish I had a PlayStation? Or does it make you say, all right, Nintendo, you got to get on the ball and match it? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, Nintendo, you need to get on the ball and and jump in and, and see what you can do to compete with this. I mean, just from a standpoint alone, this would, if you don't have any of the consoles right now, if you don't have any of the three big ones, yep. this would be a big selling factor. Sony right now saying, hey, if you don't have a PlayStation 4, yeah. buy this, and you get two free games for free. Yeah, and it's hard to tell now, the what they'll thing. do in the future because they might roll out more. Right. So now the only catch is, and this is a very small catch, is you must 
uh, download the games before May 5th. May 5th is a cutoff at this point to receive those games for free. That's literally the only catch they have. Oh, that's six weeks away, though, so, yeah, plenty of time. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Now, Sony did mention that to help uh, prevent all this Internet bog down and, and all that that everybody's been experiencing, they are going to, they're working with Internet providers in the U.S. and Europe to help manage the download traffic. So it may take a little longer than normal to download your game, but that's just to help prevent the overflow and flood of people trying to hit Sony servers to download the new game starting tonight. Yeah, because that'll hit hard. Kale, is that something, or do you see yourself downloading both of them since they're free? Does that appeal to you? I'll probably check them out, yeah. But with the, uh, like he was saying, the download speed, they've been a little slower in my, like yeah. I play online, so it's a little bit slower and less quality that you would usually get. Right. But, I mean, does that entice you? Having those two games for free, does that entice you to say, all right, at 11 o'clock tonight, I'm going to try to start downloading those? Probably. Okay. All right, well, their plan is working then. A teenager right here, a 16-year-old, has uh, already got his plan in place to grab up two free games. Okay. Well, that's good on Sony's part. Okay. Good for them to um, take advantage of the situation and roll out something. I'll say, as a parent, I'm like, eh, you know, more video game time. You know, I don't know. I feel like kids are spending a lot of time inside as it is with our weather jumping around here in West Virginia, especially. But, uh, but I mean, it is nice. That is a good, it's probably somebody somewhere added it up to where it'll pay off financially <laughs> for them, but it is right. good. Like their PS5 is getting ready to come out. Oh, really? Yeah, they released the controller design, I think, earlier this week or later last week. Okay, so getting ready to come out with PS5. Hmm, interesting. And then... Xbox is making their new one, but it's big. Like, it's a big box, and it's not, like, sleek or anything like yeah. the PS4 and the PS5 are going to be. By golly, Joe, he's trying to steal your job. <laughs> hey, I'm listening. He is, he is right on with uh, with what with the information he's provided. He's he's 100% accurate on all of us. I'm just letting him roll. <laughs> is he messing up next week's show? Is that the problem here? Come on, Gail, you're killing no, me. That was no. next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, good kudos on PS4. And, Joe, good luck with your Nintendo Switch. Maybe they'll, hopefully they'll throw out something for those users. And the same with Xbox. Yeah, hopefully next week I'll have uh, two more stories, one from Microsoft and one from Nintendo, seeing how they react to this. Nice. Okay. Well, on the story number two, and uh, this deals with Google's Nest cameras, Fill us in on the scoop there. Okay, so Google is doing their part to help uh, slow down the bottlenecking and overflow and surge of Internet data that we've been discussing almost relentlessly here for the last few weeks. And if you own a Google Nest Cam, what they're going to do is they're going to push out an update over the next couple of days that is actually going to, by default, turn down your uh, video recording quality settings uh, I mean, it's not going to completely turn it to where it's completely unbearably viewable, but they're going to turn this down by default to help slow down the data transmission on their part. Right. Help everybody by decreasing quality just enough, but yet not too much. That makes sense. Right. I mean, it, there's such a huge push for quality that I almost feel like it's overboard, but uh, I feel like there's room there without 
making people say, well, this stinks. It's just not as good a quality as you want. Um, I think that it's a decent compromise. Right. Now, Google isn't putting this in as a hard, you have to stay at this uh, setting. A lot of people were are starting to bucket and really pausing up or saying, you're overstepping your bounds by, right. by doing this. Google's saying, look, you know, we're just doing this as a precautionary measure. If you want to go back to the full settings, you can go log into your Nest app and actually just kick it back to fully, full quality to whatever setting you had before. This is not a hard set right. that Google's saying that you have to stay at. This is just a recommendation that they're trying. If you like it, that's fine. If not, you can freely go back to where you was at. Yeah, well, that's good. Again, another positive view on how everything's being affected by so many people on the Internet now that weren't previously, especially the kids. And again, if you're one of those folks that say, why is that? Um, the easiest explanation you gave me a couple weeks ago is the schools take their own bandwidth off of the consumer when the kids are in school all day. They use the school's bandwidths, and now that they're at home, they're on the consumer bandwidths. And that's just a unusual load, I guess, or something we didn't realize before. But, you know, that, right. that's a, a lot yeah. of usage now that we normally, the kids, all the kids would be doing school day and, and workers would be using at work. And now if everybody's at home, right. they're just overloading the system. Right. We'll go back to the, the garden hose. You know, everybody's <laughs> used to having a, a tin hose uh, splitter on that one garden hose. Now, uh, since everybody's home, that tin hose splitter turned into a 30 hose splitter, and now yep. nobody can get any water. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So good stuff by Google there to at least give you that option. And, again, as you said, a recommendation. So that's a good positive. Okay. All right, story number three, Andrew, Android Wear uh, watches, I guess. Fill us in on the yeah. changes there. That sounds exciting. I have a, a Samsung Wear watch. I like it. So if you have an Android watch that runs the Wear OS yeah. operating system, and I'm not sure what, if Samsung, I'm, I know that Samsung is Android, so they have a version yeah. of Wear OS, but My, not as far as... Where this update falls into place, I'm not sure. Okay. I'll find out and let you know next week because I, I have mine. I don't wear it as much uh, throughout the day now, but I used to wear it quite a bit, and I know it's the Wear software. Okay. So, Mine's older, uh, Wear, though, OS, so I don't know. Wear OS is pushing out <laughs> a the update number 5.4.0, and built into that update is going to be a reminder to wash your hands every three hours. Every three hours. Yes. Nice. That's to help users to get in the habit of washing their hands more often. Oh yeah. And once you, and once it reminds you, it'll actually start a forty-second timer to time you to how long you wash your hands. CDC is recommending you everybody wash their hands at least twenty seconds. So Wear OS is doubling that to make sure you properly and thoroughly wash your hands. That is, I, I really like that because I have the watch and, um, <coughs> excuse me, when I do wear it and I sit around a lot, I would, uh, it had a twist feature, an exercise feature, and it'd say, you've been idle for the last hour, do some twists or get up and stretch. It would give me those reminders, and I really appreciate that because I would lose track of time. Uh, when I was working on any of my grant documents or anything like that, I would just put my head down and and get to work and I would lose track of time going by and how many uh, hours or minutes that I had spent where 
um, you know, just sitting idle. And that was a great yep. reminder for me. And, I'm just, and a lot of times I'd be like, really, I've been sitting still for an hour and I just didn't realize. So, man, that's exciting. Yeah, and it's actually you know, the part of the notification they're going to insist that you use actually soap and water, not just use yep. hand sanitizer or just run water under your hands. They're actually trying to make sure that you uh, use proper hand washing methods. Yeah, and that's uh, for everybody out there. Alden Baker did a nice little. Oh, no, it's not Alden Baker. Alden, the cooking guy, whatever his name is. Uh, and then Emily uh, Candarelli, the space gal, and you can catch her on Instagram at the space gal. She is a WVU graduate that uh, works with NASA and does all kinds of many stuff. She's been contributing videos to our patch feed as well. Uh, she did one on why it's important to wash your hands with a bar of soap specifically and how the um, germ killer, uh, Germex or whatever you want to call it, hand sanitizers, do an okay job, but it's way more preferable to wash your hands with a bar of soap. Um, because think about the hand sanitizer part you put on your, oops, sorry. I'm talking with my hands, Joe, and you're not even here to see it. I feel cheated. <laughs> but uh, she was talking about how when you wash your hands, you put soap on it. The soap strips the coating away from the COVID-19 virus, and then it also splits it up because the soap has whatever molecules to it that goes in and attacks it and splits it up. And then when you rinse your hands, like it doesn't matter if it's hot or cold water, but the whole point is when you rinse your hands the COVID virus is stuck to the soap molecules and the soap runs it off your hands and down the drain. And then it's also dead as well, which helps because it peels the coat off the COVID virus and causes it to start to die. Now, when you get hand sanitizer, you squirt it on your hands, you wipe it around, but it doesn't get washed away. It stays there. So even though the COVID virus might be dead and or dying, it's still on your hands. And not to say that it would do anything, but just if you happen to miss some of it, um, you know, under your fingernails or a part of your hand that you didn't get sanitizer on, um, you have a better chance of washing it off with soap and water under running water than you would with hand sanitizers that just stays there and dries, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I get, and the overall, the moral of the story is wash your hands with a bar of soap and rinse them good because that's what washes away the virus molecules and i'm not by any means a health expert or a science expert i'm just regurgitating what uh emily had put out in one of her videos and alden the guy that does the cooking shows i saw he floated one out too and it talked about they both matched on their information and i would say they're both way smarter than i am so i trust their judgment yeah, that's, that's actually absolutely correct as far as washing your hands is better than hand sanitizer. You know, everybody, and myself included, you know, we're out and about, and we rely so heavily on hand sanitizer. You know, you get out of the vehicle, you, do, you take care of your business, you get back in, first thing you do is you hand sanitize. Yeah. But actually, uh, you, know, I, you know, I used to work in the hospital for about 10 years, and we always had to do our, year, do our yearly trainings, and part of those trainings was, you know, proper hand washing methods. And one of the big things they always told us was, you know, hand sanitizer has its place. Don't get me wrong, but hand washing always trumps hand sanitizing. Yes. So, and it is for those exact same reasons that you gave is, you know, you can fight germs so much better with proper hand washing methods using soap and water versus hand sanitizer that it's just 
it's amazing the difference. Oh yeah, and that's we've instituted the protocol. Our employees that come and go in all our facilities, first thing they do when they come in is wash their hands immediately for one minute, one full minute with the bar of soap. Uh, which is weird because we are so used to the uh, the foamy soap canisters that are you know you mount on the wall that we just put the inserts right. in. Right. Um, those don't work as well, and uh, you have a higher chance of cleaning well with a bar of soap, solid soap. So uh, we went and bought bars of solid soap, which is kind of crazy. When's the last time somebody's done that? You know, that's what we were talking about anyway. Um, <clears throat> so we instituted that in, and and it's definitely me. So anyway. Wow, Joe, I'm terribly sorry I drug you way off the path of uh, where you were going there, but uh, we got into health and everything else. But back to the OS app and the wearable. Uh, So your watch will remind you to wash your hands, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I was when I read it, I was was interested and I was excited that they actually made this step into that direction to actually do that, and I would not be surprised you see Apple Watch come out with the same thing if they haven't already. Ah, there you go. So, Joe, that's great thoughts on your part. Again, turning towards how that will affect the actual companies that are in charge of this, but uh, um, where I was just thinking, man, that'll help me out and help everybody else out that wears them. But, uh, yeah, you're right. So the other companies need to get on board and catch up quick. That's one of those things. It's not a huge selling point, but it's one of those, minor tweaks to go and just like you said just from the convenience of oh you know half the day's gone by and i haven't washed my hands i've been at my desk you know cranking out papers and forms and emails and all that that it just slips by you so just a little just a little uh nudge there say hey oh by the way have you washed your hands recently that may you know that can do nothing but help curb this whole epic you know pandemic yeah you're right because there's no downside to washing your hands more frequently so perfect all right, well, let's uh, move on to our tip of the week, and uh, I like this. This is, in my opinion, a follow-up from last week, so roll it out for us. All right, using tap-to-pay options, especially during this whole pandemic and all the benefits of doing so. Yep, and I will say kudos to you. Last week you got us turned towards using the uh pay at the pump option with your phone rather than putting your credit card in the slider or the skimmer, which uh, did two things. One, it helps keep you from getting uh, hacked by somebody that puts the little skim module over top the pay at the pump deal. And two, you don't you have to touch, touch less stuff. And uh, Kale used right. it, and you got my wife, Cheryl. She used it, and she liked it. Uh, and I was like, by golly, I'm, you know, Joe's fixing me up here. My wife's happy. My son can pay for gas without having a credit card, so good stuff all the way around. And I have a feeling this is going to, I mean, you have, I'm greedy about it because I'm like, all right, Joe's going to help me out more here personally, but uh, I'm assuming your tip of the day will help everybody out with what they do and how they're dealing with the stresses of uh, having a pandemic running wild. Right. So uh, it is using tap to pay apps like Google Pay, Samsung Pay, and Apple Pay, the way these uh, apps are set up is what you do is you log in with your accounts and you download the app, log in as normal. And then what you do is you link them with your credit cards, debit cards, and some of them will actually let you do like your membership cards or gift cards. Nice. For example, like, you know, so you know when you have to go to Sands Club, Costco, any of those warehouse stores, one thing they always ask you for you to pay is we need to see your membership card. Right, right, yeah. And 
and depending on the company, all that, and you have to, you know, contact the company for more details, what they do and do, don't support. You can, you know, keep that on your phone. But if you're like me, my wallet, uh, if you're a fan of Seinfeld, if you've seen the George Costanza wallet, that's what <laughs> Cena calls my wallet. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's trying to fold his wallet over, and it's like four inches thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, see, so me trying to find my Sam's Club card right as we're walking in, Sam's is, is a chore yeah. and a half. But if you keep it on your phone, you just open the app and you start swiping to what you need, and there it is. And then another convenience is a lot of restaurants, uh, you know, around the holidays, birthdays, Christmas, whatever, uh, you always get a lot of gift cards. Right. And one thing we're, and we're really bad about is, We'll set them somewhere, and then we'll forget about them, and then six months to a year later, hey, look, let's go out to eat here. Let's go shop here. We have a gift card that we forgot we had. But if we put it on our phones, it's right there. So when we're out and about, you know, you can actually use that in restaurants or stores that actually support that component as well. Right, right. And I tell you, Joe, you and I would be great neighbors because uh, this is what happened this weekend. My wife, Cheryl, went through. We have baskets, so on our counters and we throw mail in one basket and other stuff in another basket. She cleaned out one of the baskets and probably found five or six gift cards. And one of them was expired. I was like, Holy cow. You know, we just lost 25 bucks um, because it expired. And it's been sitting in that basket, bottom of the basket for a year. Uh, <laughs> but I was amazed at, you know, digging out five or six gift cards that, um, you know, we just lost track of. So you're exactly right, man. Those get, so easy to lose track of those right so that's a so that's standing tip plus if you you know walk out and forget your wallet yeah you still have your credit cards with you as long as you have your phone with you yep and i'm a first case uh or first hand case of that we drove to soccer in huntington and forgot my wallet and tried to set it up without having our cards with us which was a huge mistake so we ended up i think kale how much change did you count out of our van 20 20 some dollars i said i think right change yeah so he he went through and dug out 20 some dollars and change which bought us enough gas to get back home and then uh, one of our friends josh reynolds uh bought us lunch uh so we made it back home without my wife or myself having our wallet with us but uh now that you last week you got me hooked up on uh either google pay or samsung i can't remember which one i do now but i do have a credit card so i can fully take advantage of that now and uh if i do forget my wallet again i'll be ready so that's a huge tip there you go there you go now uh, the next part of it is security okay and well, it's one thing I've noticed, and actually speaking with my brother-in-law, he actually is a branch manager at a bank in Parkersburg. He said, and he highly recommends it as well as far as security, because you know when you run your regular credit card through any credit card processor, whether it's a gas pump, convenience store, big box store, whatever, you get your receipt. It always says transaction with, and it always has the last four digits of your credit card number. Right. That's one of the things that always makes me paranoid and kind of just irritates, but, you know, it's just nature of the transaction. But if you use tap to pay what it does is it sends an encrypted code with a completely randomly generated number, and that number, when it prints off on the receipt, 
the last four digits is not your actual credit card or debit card number. Oh, wow. So it's taking that extra step of security for you. Right. Man, that's outstanding. I'm looking at mine now. I, I got Google Pay, and it shows my credit card on there as a default and how to turn on the NFC to pay. So, okay, I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, now good that, to go then. Now, that is uh, the tap to pay feature. You will have to enable NFC on your phone, and that's what actually enables the tap to pay feature of it. Now, do you actually tap it? I mean, this I feel like a dumb question on my part because I've never used this. I'm kind of anxious. I haven't been in any stores to use it because of my nature of my job here, but uh, when I when we do get back to where I go in stores and stuff, do I actually tap it or I just get close enough to it and and it does its deal? No, you actually tap it. Uh, the NFC chip, which is called which is short for Near Field Communication, it is for security purposes and all that. They don't. It doesn't have a very big band like Bluetooth. You know, Bluetooth has about a thirty around a thirty foot range. Right. NFC is is inches. You know. Two to three inches at most. Okay. So what? So you turn that on, and you actually truly, you know, uh, tap it, or actually set the phone on the on the screen of the device long enough. On mine, mine will actually vibrate, and then it'll pop up a check mark to say that it actually went through. And then you'll see what you use is the the machine at the register that you normally put your credit card in. Right. If it if it supports tap to pay, it'll actually say you know credit debit or tap to pay or Android Pay or Apple Pay, and it literally all depends on the business itself with what credit card processors they use. Uh, our local Walmart, last time I went through, still does not support tap to pay, and I think that's just a corporate thing. Yeah, but I do know that our local McDonald's uses it, and I think a couple other restaurants. Uh, used have to pay because we've actually tested it and used it and actually and absolutely love it. So you get the security of that plus the convenience plus less contact as far as you don't have to touch that credit card machine because you don't know who touched it before you, and then you don't have to run into issue of trying to swipe your credit card and it doesn't swipe for whatever reason the the strip is uh, smudged or the chip isn't working. So then you have to give the credit card over to the cashier. Which is a big germ issue at this point. Yeah, and that—that's what. Sorry, that's what appealed to me was you don't have to get your credit card out, you don't have to get your wallet out, so you're not getting out one extra thing that you don't want uh, touched or around other things. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I really. Those are uh, uh, big ones for me based on last week's being able to get gas and now expanding that out. That's wonderful. So thank you, Joe. That's a great tip of the week. Uh, again, just doing what you do, helping out consumers and keeping people safe. That's awesome. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of small businesses, a lot of big box stores that actually use the tap to pay. So uh, when I, what I always do if I'm out and about and I'm uh, going to pay with credit card, the first thing I look for is to see if they actually accept tap to pay. And if they do, I just use my phone just for the security and convenience of it. Yeah. And that, that makes don't sense. Because like you said, it's more secure, if I'm reading this right, more secure to use yes. the tap to pay than it is to get your actual credit card out. Yes. Okay. Because I, I know people worry, and that's I'm sure when I have this conversation with my mom, um, that she'll say, well, I don't know, having it on your phone and you know, whatever else might scare her about it, I can, I feel comfortable saying, listen, this is more secure and this is why. Uh, and that's awesome. Right. That's wonderful. Now, with some of the apps and Google Pay being one of them, you can actually, if your phone supports the fingerprint 
scans, yes. you can actually link it with that to say, okay, so just in case someone steals your phone, if they try to use your credit card, they have to actually authenticate with your fingerprint, or you can put a four-digit PIN number on there. They have to know the PIN number right. on that device to actually make it uh, actually authenticate. So make it less likely if somebody steals your phone to just start charging yep. on that. The second layer of protection, and you've covered that in a previous show as well. Having uh, right, what, so, secondary, I think, or right, two-factor authentication. Yeah, two-factor authentication. There you go. So, so that makes it really nice because once somebody gets a hold of your actual credit card, if they skim it, they got the information. They're gone. They don't need a password. They don't need a fingerprint. It's just done and done. So, good stuff, man, Joe. That's an awesome tip. So, great job again on tip of the week. Fantastic. I'm feeling better and better about using technology as we go. <laughs> All right, well, if anybody has any questions for you, how they get a hold of you? You can give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com or check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at amdigitaltech for all that. And be sure to subscribe and like our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, pretty much anywhere else you can get your podcast, just look for Help Desk with Joe and Dave. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. And for all the other Patch podcasts, be sure to listen and check out the Patch Turned Up podcast on the same, in the same podcast areas. Nice. All right. So this week, great lineup. The Sony PS4 free games, the Google Nest cameras trying to make everything smoother for folks, and then the uh, Android wearable OS uh, software that will remind you to wash your hands more frequently. And then, of course, the tap to pay was the tip of the week, and that's just outstanding. So, Joe, fantastic job. And, and I got to say, um, I don't, I don't want to undercut you too much there, but I got to think that scene is in the background saying, yeah, I did all that work, and Joe gets the glory. Uh, but no, you guys make a great team. So, kudos to both Joe and Cena here uh, from Spencer, West Virginia, and AM Digital Technologies. And uh, do what I do when you have technological problems. Go to the, our small businesses, support our local businesses here. If you're out of state or whatever, still uh, send them a message, call them up. Joe, I know you two do a great job doing uh, the work remotely, uh, especially here with our computers. Um, so I got firsthand experience of that. So wonderful, Joe and Cena both. Thank you so much for another great week of uh, topics and tips of the week. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to help. All right. Well, that concludes our help desk with Joe. And uh, I'll let Kale, our, uh, he'll get a raise in his title this week. Not a raise in his pay, but just a title. He'll be our executive producer for the day. Uh, Kale here, our executive producer, will give us the outro. And uh, we'll complete another show. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Again, I can't encourage you enough to get a hold of Joe and Cena for any of your technological needs. Again, they're the driving force behind all our technology here at patch and that's a&m digital technologies and you got multiple ways to look them up so look them up let them help you out and uh, as always thanks again joe and thanks cena behind the scenes doing all the heavy lifting we'll be back next week with another show thank you guys this is kale and you've been listening to help desk with joe with patch turned up stay tuned in for more podcasts music news and updates from our patch students patch community and children first This concludes our Facebook broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. You've been watching Help Desk with Joe. Make sure you tune in next time for more shows.